Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Please don't make me talk anymore about Brett Kavanaugh. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get into it anymore. But yet, it's where it's Godfather Three. It's an absolutely terrible movie, and then they pull me back in. Do you? It's just the worst. What's going on? I'm Tony Katz, by the way. How you doing? The phone number 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. It is uh, Ask Tony Mostly Anything. Go ahead. Feel free. Feel free. Ask uh, Mostly Anything. I will uh, I, I will answer. I am happy to do it. Uh, Twitter, uh, Tony Katz as well, is, is where you're going to find it now. We've been playing here uh, the Wheel of Kavanaugh. The Wheel of Kavanaugh is uh, just America's favorite game show because there are so many things now going on. And I mean, just how many storylines do you want out of this accusation from this doctor? Uh, this doctor, uh, Christine Blasey Ford. I always thought it was Blasey. It's Blasey. That's how I heard it pronounced on TV, and I don't, I don't, I don't watch cable news, which I think freaks some people out. I don't, I don't watch it because I can't. I can't. I also cut the cord, but I can't. I can't watch it twenty four seven. No way. No way. And also, I find that that doing this, if I'm if I'm listening, um, I'll get their thoughts in my head, and I want my thoughts in my head. I don't want to like all, all of a sudden be thinking something and then realizing, oh crap, I'm. I'm 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 echoing somebody else. I I don't want that at all. I don't want that in in the slightest. So I uh, I I don't I don't watch, and I'd also I'd I'd, I'd go nuts. So it's Blasey Ford. I mean, one of the incredible storylines is that her lawyers, uh, Lisa, what was it Lisa Berg, and uh, Deborah Katz, no relation. No uh, relation, by the way. Lisa Banks, sorry, Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz. They were scheduled to take part in a fundraiser for Democratic senator from Wisconsin, Tammy Baldwin. The lawyers for the woman accusing Brett Kavanaugh, nominee to the Supreme Court, of sexual impropriety. They were going to be the keynote, the features of this fundraising for a Democratic senator, a very left-leaning Democratic senator. Nobody thinks that that's just odd. Like, there's no shame. Only when it was made public did the event get canceled. There's no shame. This is like standard operating procedure. That's why people think it's political, and that's why they're saying, screw it. I don't confirm him. By the way, I believe in confirming uh, uh, Kavanaugh. I think you, I actually think the only option is, is to confirm uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Absolutely. If you, if you uh, confirm him... And it turns out through whatever investigation you think you're going to do. By the way, the FBI still has not agreed to do any investigation. There's nothing to investigate. Now, Chuck Grassley, the Senate Judiciary Committee chairman, he, uh, through penalty of felony, has gotten statements from uh, Mark Judge, from another friend who was named by Ford, and and another person they're, they're asking for information on. They've gotten these statements. So they're doing their job. No one's giving them credit for it yet. No, no one's gonna ever give the Republicans credit for any any part of this, right? 
But as, as I see it, here are your options when it comes to, to the confirmation. You can confirm him. And then if the investigation of whatever kind of investigation you think can happen, who says there's going to be an investigation? But the investigation were to find some kind of impropriety uh, that you could describe as actionable, well, you'd have to now talk about the fact that they were teenagers and whether or not we carry that forward into adulthood. But you could have the option, if you went all the way down that road, of impeachment. You would have the ability to remove the then Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. But if you scuttle the nomination now, you destroy him and his life's work, and you have Congress having labeled him a rapist. What happens if you're wrong? Congress labels him a rapist, because that's what I believe Maisie Hirono has tried to do. I, no, has done. She has labeled him a rapist. And what if the investigation happens, or whatever kind of investigation it could be, it's like, no, you didn't do anything. This is The story's the bunk. We have no way of proving anything like this. What, well, well uh, better, better safe than sorry. That's not an answer. That's insane. So if you scuttle the nomination, you have Congress branding him, labeling him a rapist, and if they're wrong, what? If, there's no, if the investigation shows he's innocent, you get a, uh, what I refer to it as a, an, uh, a, a retraction on page 27 of the New York Times below the fold. <laughs> what, what the bloody hell is that? That's, that's no way to treat somebody. And why is there no consideration given to how he's treated? I don't think that this doctor should have death threats made against her. I think it's insane. It's insane. Oh, by the way, um, speaking of uh, the wheel, Susan Collins has been talking about her office has been getting death threats. It's been insane. And Eric Slawell, who is a Democrat who wants to make a name for himself in, in, in the Trump hate world, literally tweeted her and said, boo hoo hoo. You've got police protection. This other woman can't go home. Stop, stop your, stop your complaining. He then apologized uh, for it. But, like, what a reaction. I don't want anybody getting death threats. Stop it with the death threats. Stop saying you're going to kill somebody. Stop saying you're going to hurt somebody. Stop saying you wish the president was hung. Stop. Disagree on policy. It's just easy. You just do it. What what is the bettering like like I'm sorry if if you say hey I I, I wish so and so were dead I'm gonna be like that's ugly. I once said to someone I don't wish for people to be dead I think it cheapens me and they were like well look at you and I'm like yeah yeah. Do I really want to be somebody in my life in my soul that that's that wishes people dead. Now, I don't say that I am in any way a perfect person, and I'm sure I've said many times, like, oh, God, I wish they were dead. You know, absolutely. But when I'm conscious of it, I like to say, yeah, I'm not going to be that guy. And when I do say, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say things like that, and I correct myself. Because you shouldn't say things like that. What an ug- That's an ugly society. So when I see it, I call it out. I'm, I'm unshy about that. Absolutely. Let them chips fall where they may. Because what other option is there? Shouldn't have that. Dr. Ford shouldn't be having death threats. Susan Collins, Senator Collins shouldn't be having death threats. Uh, Congressman Slawell shouldn't be mocking it.
right? That shouldn't be happening. So, yeah, I believe in the, in the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh. I also believe that we're dealing with something wholly political here. I think Dr. Ford thinks something happened. I believe she thinks something happened. But she doesn't have a case on Kavanaugh. That's obvious. She doesn't have a case on Kavanaugh. That's obvious, at least to me. And I think when you take a look at the options, I think that the only option that gives you options is confirmation. You confirm him because he's clearly qualified when it comes to the law. You might you might not like the decisions, but they are all constitutionally sound. 300 decisions, many of which used by the Supreme Court to make their decisions. Sorry, that can't be argued. He's sound. And then if you have whatever that investigation is that determines that he's unworthy of being a, a justice, you impeach him. And you're like, wow, that's something else. And that's it. And he has been investigated by the FBI six times. If there was something, you got to believe it would have come up, unless we all really do believe that the FBI is not only somewhat incompetent, but totally incompetent and can't find anything. Because if we do believe that, which might be, well, then um, what good is an FBI investigation now? If the FBI was incompetent, you know, I haven't thought about that until right now. It never even dawned on me. If the FBI was incompetent on six different occasions, why would they all of a sudden be like, Eureka, on the seventh one? Doesn't make any sense to me. But all right, all right, so I wasn't going to talk about Kavanaugh. Can I stop now? Can I please stop now? It is Ask Tony Mostly Anything. You got a question. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I'll be checking the comments on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Because some people don't get the third hour. And so we live stream it at Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Like the page and, and check it out. And uh, tell your friends. And that's all there is to it. Much more ahead. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. That is how you do it. Did you see the Marines? Of course, because they're Marines. It's Washington, D.C. And uh, there is a fire that breaks out at at a housing complex in in southeast D.C. It's a complex for seniors. And who's right nearby? Uh, Marines uh, from the Barracks, Washington, uh, at 8th and I. And so they hear about the fire, and someone caught video of them running full sprint, full sprint towards the fire, evacuating uh, people out, bringing them back to the barracks, and making sure that they were okay until a family or, or, or others arrived. That's what. That's why they're Marines, man. That's why they're Marines. Who knew what they were doing? Oh, there's a fire. Oh, people can't get out. Oh, we got this. They're not wearing gear. They're wearing. They're wearing their 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 pants and 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 you know the the the, the drab green a t-shirt. And they are running full sprint to go handle this. It, it is a great story. It's an absolutely amazing and terrific story. And. 
and very much, very much who, who they are. You know, the, the people who run into, who run into the fire, who run into the flames. I mean, they are, they are, they are special people. They really and truly are special people. And so I'm, 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 I'm glad someone had it because this is someone in their car and just like in front of them is zoom, zoom, zoom. Are these Marines running across? They took video like, what the hell? And they're like, oh, oh, I, I see what's happening. And then they, and they tweeted about it. It was, it was very, very cool. I was, I was thrilled uh, to see it. Uh, and the church has a lot to work out. There is a parish in Chicago. By the way, I tell the story, and this is not every Catholic, and you got to listen to it in full to get my meaning. There is a parish in Chicago that burned a gay pride flag. The flag was, according to the reverend there, um, Resurrection Parish Church. I don't know what that is. Paul Klachik, Kalchik, Paul Kalchik said the flag was, quote, unfortunately hanging in our sanctuary. And the burning was scheduled for September 29th. It was hung there in 1991, but was taken down and put into storage. Kalchik ordained as pastor of the church in 2007. I guess it's been bothering him that some flag was in a box, and he wanted to do something about it. Burning a flag doesn't make any sense at all. So he decides we're going to burn the flag. The Archdiocese of Chicago learns about it and says, uh, no, you're not. You cancel this right now. A spokeswoman for the Archdiocese told uh, a, a, a site called the Windy City Times, which is, I guess, an L- a gay out, uh, outlet, as they call it, told them on September 11th, the pastor, quote, has agreed, to n- has agreed not to move forward with these activities. So it's the pastor that wants to do this, and the archdiocese is like, don't you dare. But then last week, uh, Kalchik and some uh, parishioners burned the flag in a private ceremony. What ceremony? Listen, I'm not Catholic, but I'd like to know if you've got the page, the chapter and verse, where you're supposed to burn the gay flag and then the ceremony for it, and then, you know, maybe the the customary dress and, of course, the... the, the uh, Snacks you serve afterwards, that'd be great. And the reason that I say you got to hear the whole story is that people are going to say, oh, the church. This ain't the church. The church might disagree with the concept of same-sex marriage, but as far as I know, the church doesn't have a disagreement with somebody who's gay. What they have said, and I, and I believe I'm right, I could, if I'm off, I'm listening. Um, they'll believe, they will, uh, they will love you, they will hate the sin, right? So it's, it's love the sinner, hate the sin. But I, I think that even when, when the Pope goes about conversations like, you know what, um, you're, you're made in God's image. This is, this is how you are, and you should be accepted that way. That's about you as the person different than the, the institution of marriage, which by definition is one man, one woman. And when two men spend their lives together, I'm fine with that. Two women spend their lives together, go right ahead. Um, that that union is something else, right? So I think that marriage does have a definition. I don't have a problem with, with that thesis, you know, regardless of, of of the Supreme Court inventing law out of whole cloth. You know, I, I, I think that that's fine. That's different than whether or not you think the person is is somehow this 
evil thing. That, that is not what I've seen. So that this pastor and these parishioners decided to burn the, 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 the gay pride flag. It's just crazy. It's, it's, it's more crazy than the idea that there is a gay pride flag because that I don't understand at all. That I don't understand at all. First of all, who said you could have the rainbow? That's a Ralphie May routine. Have you ever heard that? You know, he's all he's very upset. I don't know if Ralphie May is still alive even, but he's very upset with gay people for taking the rainbow because he wants it back. He loves the rainbow. You guys stole the rainbow. And when I don't I do not know. I swear to you, I have said this many times. I don't understand what the whole gay pride thing is supposed to mean. It's but it's you should just be gay. I don't, I don't understand. You should be proud of who you are, and if part of who you are is gay, that's fine. But it's not like it's it, – I don't know why you would put it into its own subset class because you can't name for me all the things that you can be have pride in, right? So so if you go down a list of things that we say you, you add pride after it, there are some things that are acceptable and some things that aren't. So my question is, is why? You know, The great example, gay pride is okay. White pride is racist. No, it's it's the wording that 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 I just like I don't I don't get how we do it in America. I don't get how we're somehow okay with with like this this unbelievable dichotomy. If you're gay, I don't think you should be bothered. I don't think you should be threatened. I don't think walk in any place you want. And I also think that if the baker doesn't want to make you a cake for your same-sex marriage, you don't have the right to sue them. I also feel that way about the white supremacist who's the, where the baker's like, yeah, I'm not baking you the cake, you know, bite me, whatever. You don't have a right to sue them either. And by the way, I'm not a supporter of white supremacist. Someone's going to say I'm a supporter of white supremacists, and then I'm going to have to drop my Hebrew name on them and maybe uh, uh, unzip my fly to show them what it's all about. And then you'll be like, uh, well, you're still a white supremacist. What did I see? There was a – somebody had tweeted that – there, there's a some data research firm was able, you know, tied uh, Shapiro, tied Ben Shapiro uh, into some white supremacist group. It's like, what the bloody hell crap nonsense garbage is this? But that happens all the time. All the time people do that. And they're like, oh, well, you're you're on the political right. So you're so you're like that. I can remember my first it wasn't my first Tea Party event. Well, it wasn't the first Tea Party event. It was one of the big Tea Party events. One of the big Tea Party uh, events that I had done when I was an organizer in California years ago. And we were there in front, we, uh, in front of the FBI building on Wilshire. If you've ever been to Los Angeles, lived in Los Angeles at the time, right there in, uh, at, at the federal building. I should say the federal building on Wilshire. And there was a protester out there, and I spoke to him. And uh, he told me that I was a member of, of the KKK. And I was the host of, of the event, so I got up there and I was talking about, you know, there are people here who are taking video of you. It doesn't mean you should trust them. They, they're trying to, you know, uh, they're trying to hurt you. So just be aware of what's going on. You know, there's a guy out there on the street uh, who said that I'm a member of, of the KKK. So I checked with my rabbi, and it turns out that I'm not. And I, fo- I thought that was a good line, and I followed it up with, uh, you know, it turns out uh, that my dues don't cover my KKK membership. It covers the building fund, but not the KKK. And people did not laugh. I swear to this day, that is one of the best lines I have ever delivered in my life. That is a a building fund joke. Ask someone who's Jewish. That is hilarious. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, they just say, oh, political right, you must be this. And it's just, it's nuts. But I do, on on, on, on the whole idea of of pride, I'm, I, I just, I don't, I don't quite understand what, what I'm supposed to do with that in, in information. I, I, I really and truly don't. You know, and, and you know what this goes to? It goes to a very unique uh, finding that gay bars are closing. And part of the reason that gay bars are closing is that gay bars existed because people who were gay did not feel comfortable in, quote-unquote, non-gay bars. But now, most people fine with it, so they are comfortable, so they don't go specifically to gay bars. And isn't that exactly what we're looking for? It's not about having to constantly put yourself out there. It's not like constantly having to show why you're different. It's about, if it's about equality, then it's about, you know, the acceptance and then going about your business without having to prove how special you are. I would say that about everybody. But I've never once, I've never once had anybody uh, ask me about my Jewish pride. That, that has never, ever come up. I have had people ask me for a good deli recommendation. That has come up often. Tremendous times I have been asked, hey, uh, you know a good deli? And I'm like, oh, sure, because I'm Jewish. Have you tried Shapiro's? It is fantastic. Get the brisket a little fatty. Just trim it off just a touch. You'll be fine. Have you? Oh, they've got a mustard. Oh, goodness gracious. It's great. I don't know where they got the rye bread from. The whole thing is fantastic. And oh, what a sandwich. You've never seen such a sandwich. You're going to take half of it home. You're going to take half of it home, and then, and then you'll eat it an hour later. That's what's going to happen. That conversation I've had many times. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, so great to be with you on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio. We stream the show from time to time. I'm doing it right now. Like Madge, I am soaking in it. Ask Tony mostly anything. Go on. Don't be afraid. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Let me go to Drake. Drake from Texas. My man. Welcome to the show. What's going on? What's happening, Captain? I got a quick question for you. Uh, and one of my worst fears is that Texas is going to flip blue. Of course, uh, if you do see it go blue and if it goes crazy, stupid laws like what you would see in California, do you think the people can see through the BS and make it go back red? Okay, so first we'll have a massive if here. If you take a look at Cook Political Report today, um, they will tell you that Texas has gone from lean Republican to toss-up, which would mean that Beto O'Rourke is, is gaining more ground. It's that race, Beto O'Rourke between, and, and Senator Ted Cruz. If you take a look at the Fox News poll, that had Ted Cruz up plus nine. There was another poll, name eludes me right now, that had Beto up plus two. So you can make the argument that, according to polling, the race is tight or that, that Cruz is a bit ahead. But still, uh, the Cook Report people um, have put that as a, as a toss-up state. 
if you take a look at how voting trends have gone for Senator, going back to the days of Phil Graham and Kay Bailey Hutchinson, Republicans have won by double digits. Every single time, Graham, Hutchinson, Cornyn, double-digit victories. So what am I supposed to say to the historical trend of Texas? That there's changes going on? Sure, I can say that there are changes going on. Can I discuss the fact that that maybe Ted Cruz is, is a little less likable than we would like him to be? Absolutely, positively. I have no reason to believe, based on the data presented, that there is such a massive switch. And let me go um, to San Antonio. Let's cover the San Antonio uh, special election that the media did not cover at all. Where Flores, Pete Flores, upset the Democrat Pete Gallego. The Republican Pete Flores defeated uh, um, uh, Pete Gallego, a seat that has been held by Democrats for 139 years. That's a long time in the business, by the way. But that's not the number to pay attention to. Here's the number to pay attention to. The district was won by Hillary Clinton plus 12. It was won by Flores, the Republican, plus 6. So now I, I, I ask the question, Drake. Drake, this is for all the marbles. This is for all the ducats. If the, if, if the, uh, the district was plus 12 Hillary... And the district was won by the Republican uh, Pete Flores plus six. What? How much of a point swing is that? How much of a point swing is that? Tell me. Ah, the correct the correct answer is eighteen. You have to add the twelve and the six. So let's get back to the concept of double digit victories. The special election would at least hold true for my theory. Will it hold true for a state election? I can't answer that. If, if, if the people that I have spoken to who know more about the race than I do uh, will say that this is going to be a race that Cruz wins plus 10. And one of the things that they're using to calculate that model is Greg Abbott, the governor, who is, is popular. And the Abbott voter is the Cruz voter. Beginning to end, no question about it. Therefore, a 10-point victory is what they're looking at. Um. I won't say that's going to be 10 points. I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer. But I have no reason as of this moment to think that Beto O'Rourke is some wildly ahead candidate. I'm If I said right now, I'll say Cruz plus six. Cruz plus six. Because I think there unfairly some dissatisfaction with, with Ted Cruz. But I, I am not convinced that Republican turnout is going to be suppressed, I think is going to be very, very high. And one of the things that I'm going to be looking for on election day is where the early turnout is, right? So uh, Republicans, not necessarily absentee voters, things like that. I'm going to be looking to see what kind of lines they had. You know, I when Trump was in Vegas last night, he had, he did a rally in Vegas, people talked about the long lines to get in uh, to see him. I don't doubt that. But I want to see the, where the long lines are uh, 
in in on in November. And and that's that's where I want to see. I want to know if it starts early or it starts late, right? There's a whole philosophy of when Democrats vote, when Republicans vote, you know, the, those 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 kinds of things, you know, Republicans vote after work and and and, and stuff like that. I want to see how early it all begins. I want to see how early it all uh, comes out. I'm saying Cruz plus six. Drake, I hope I answered your question. I really and truly do, man. And by the way, Texas, I love that. That is uh, absolutely fantastic. Oh, and I said I would talk about these protesters. There's there's video, and 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 everything. Uh, put up put up the 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 audio if you would. They're in Grassley's office, and there are platters of sandwiches. And they're all they're they're sitting there like having a. How did they afford the sandwiches? They're platters of sandwiches, like they're catered, and and they're they're sitting and they're eating inside of Chuck Grassley's office. Protesters would not say where they got the sandwiches, but said they were paid for by their supporters. And supporters is in quotes. Oh, okay. Mystery supporters named Maisie Hirono and Kamala Harris. Um, they would not tell the Daily Caller News Foundation who was in charge, and they would not let anybody do an interview. What the frick? So it was a couple dozen people came in and ate sandwiches. What the f- Listen, I love a good protest. I don't know what that is. I, that's not a protest. That's a picnic. That is fun. And by the way, they didn't even do picnic, right? That would be outdoors. It's, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. But they had platters, you know, like, like in, the, in, the, in the plastic trays. And, and not the kind that you would get from Costco, the kind that you went to a sandwich shop and, 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 and you ordered up. Man, these, these, these uh, grassroots protesters, they got, they, got some, they got some cash. They got some ducats. Is what they got. That's unbelievable. So they, they, they've made their points. Clearly now uh, Chuck Grassley has, has decided to end the confirmation hearing uh, of Brett Kavanaugh. It's, it's, it's all over. It, it is uh, all done. And, and, and that's, that's too bad. But people ate sandwiches. How, how do you even fight that? Like there's, there's no way. There's no way to do it. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, oh, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number, 833-468-8669. That's how you get in touch. It is Ask Tony Mostly Anything. Go ahead. Go ahead, ask. I I, I will answer. Mostly. Anything. Uh, the Russians have learned that the United States is not messing around when it comes to Syria. The Russians had twice warned uh, this month that the military, together with uh, the uh, Syrian and uh, quote-unquote pro-regime forces, which means uh, paid actors, um, they were going to plan out counterterrorism operations in what's known as the deconfliction zone, 55 kilometers 
across. Accuses, uh, they were then accusing the United States and coalition partners of harboring terrorists. The United States responded uh, by engaging the U.S. Marine Corps to do a live-fire demonstration at the Ottomf Garrison, driving home the point, as Business Insider writes it, that the U.S. don't need Russia's help in eliminating terrorists. We got this. Thank you very much. Now, why don't you stay where you are? And so the Russians decided to stay where they are. Lieutenant Colonel Earl Brown, U.S. Central Command spokesman, saying, quote, the United States does not seek to fight the Russians, the government of Syria, or any groups that may be providing support to Syria in the Syrian civil war. The United States will not hesitate to use necessary and proportionate force to defend U.S. coalition or partner forces, as we have clearly demonstrated in past instances. The U.S. does not require any assistance in our efforts to destroy ISIS in the Atom deconfliction zone, and we advise the Russians to remain clear. That was uh, then uh, followed up by... Now go home and get your f***ing shine box. Yeah, right there. Oh, that's just... It just feels good. Because they didn't just like, you know, know, hey, 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 it's... It, whatever you say, Russians. I'm one of the people, you know, when in, in the days of Obama, when uh, that U.S. boat got boarded by Iranians and it was video of U.S. soldiers crying and, and everything, I'm still haunted by that. And, the, and what I would only describe, and maybe someone in the military could, could explain it better to me, as I only describe as the weakness of that. It was a propaganda video that was shot for, for sure crying for why'd you let them on your boat why didn't you take them in hand-to-hand combat yeah you might get killed but at least you take a son bitch's eye i mean what 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 are we doing iranians can board this is what we allow i blame obama for that by the way beginning to end i do i totally do what 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 were the rules of engagement this has always been a question of mine what's our plan what is our plan in in this conversation in this statement from uh, Lieutenant Colonel Brown, you know what I learned our plan is? Tell the Russians to take a step back or we'll slap them in the nose. And when I say slap them in the nose, I mean punch with brass knuckles until it breaks. I like that. Listen, if you're going to have a strategy, that's the strategy I want. Soldiers crying in front of Iranian forces, not the strategy I want. Opposite of the strategy I am looking for. University of North Carolina, Charlotte. You ever been there? Oh, beautiful campus. Beautiful campus. I've never been there. Um, they um, are all about uh, the whiteness. You know, Ari, um, you're white. What do you mean a little bit? Look at you. Look at how unbelievably white you are. I get confused as uh, a little bit Hispanic every now and then. You do. So you also get, if you look into the camera, if you're watching on, on, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tony Radio, you get confused for uh, Aziz Ansari. Uh, not confused. I've been told I look like him. Right, right. Because you, you do. You've got you've got a little bit of, of, of an olive complexion. Yeah. You're a touch swarthy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're a guy who has a windowless van in your life. Yeah. You know? No. But you are okay. out. Then you hear you. Then you hear you talk, and you're like, that is outrageously white. Golly. <laughs> That's the kind of white that could, like, I could I could put over the sentence and then write a new sentence. That is, you, you are white out white. I have no idea if that's even a thing. Uh, but they have at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, 
They have the Office of Identity, Equity, and Engagement. What? I said they have the Office of Identity, Equity, and Engagement. What, what, what? Listen, I don't, I don't want to say it again. I'm saying they have the Office of Identity, Equity, and Engagement. I, I, I honestly don't know what they do. I assume that they're all about diversity. What in the hell's diversity? <clears throat> well, I, I could be wrong, but I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. So this group has got an event that you can attend. Um, it's under the Division of Student Affairs. And it helps uh, create a space for for white students, and it helps them uh, to uh, assist in their understanding of whiteness. I mean, it's kind of beautiful. Understanding white privilege and engaging in anti-racist practice is crucial in creating racial equality. Now, this whole thing has been scrubbed, by the way. It's over. It's over when they people realized, what the hell is this? The event description, that was part of the description. Then school officials scrubbed it from the website. So they had it, and then it was gone, over, finished. UNC Charlotte spokesperson told Fox News, university didn't make changes to the event description after it was brought to their attention to make it more clear and precise that it is not exclusively for white people, though they are still the target of conversation. And by the way, target of conversation? Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Can't be calling people a target. That's that's code, don't you know? That's coded language. Target? Yeah, that's, that's, that's so sneaky and secretive. It's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma. Everybody's crazy. Listen. I think that if if you um, send your kids to college, uh, this has got to be the first question. Do you have any nonsense like this? And if so, uh, that's not the college for you. Now, that's going to limit a fair amount of the university options that are available. Your higher learning uh, uh, choices will drop significantly. However, you might actually get some learning in there as opposed to some social engineering. Initially, the uh, University of Maryland offered its students a counseling program called White Awake. Not Wide Awake, not the U2 song. White Awake as a safe space for white students. And then they changed the name to Anti-Racism and Ally Building Group. If, if, If your whole life, you think that everybody who is white is racist and is after you. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to help you with that. You know, the it, uh, you're going to try and get me to say that, uh, that, that racism doesn't exist? No, of course it exists. You're going to get me to believe the idea that everybody who's white is racist because they're white, I'm not buying. That's that's the idea of, of white privilege. That's the idea of, the, what do they call it, inherent bias, whatever it is uh, they call it these days. Uh, I believe that everybody has an inherent bias. White, black, green, purple, 
Doesn't man, woman, what, that, that part, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But show me the system by which I am keeping you down or, or someone else is keeping you down, and we can engage that system. The idea of systematized racism is where it all falls apart. And the, the very thought that you think you as a college campus should be able to lecture to me in this way, I reject your level of expertise. You know where I find your expertise? Math, because I'm, I'm a math major. Social justice, you don't have the expertise. What you have is the flavor of the day. You have the thing of the moment that's cool and hip, and uh, therefore you're trying to push it upon students for the benefit of other students. Yeah, I want a part of that. Just teach me math, please. That's all you got to do. I mean, I would say college is a place for learning how to deal with people, but they don't let conservatives talk anyway. So they're not interested in dealing with people they disagree with. Take care, everyone. Tomorrow.